Sitting in the shack with Lachlan Patterson Cause it's the Lockdown Podcast Talking about whatever okay. you want oh, you got me a, Chilling you got me a out drink. having Thanks, a chill session I'm dying for a drink Hey, welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Podcast If you can hear that plane then you might know that we are in the shack in Venice, California. Right above, right below the Santa Monica Airport. We got an open garage door, so there's some loud people walking by. Got a show tonight. So I'm excited to get the podcast. And who is here to join me? Who dropped by? Yes, indeed. <laughs> The guy, of course, who who always drops by? Who's the most reliable guest? I'm gonna wait for this airplane to leave. I want to hang on the fucking bottom of it and drop. <laughs> Brian, thank Wel- you. Welcome to the show, Brian. Oh God, this thing's fucking trippy to have right here. This plane, I feel like this plane is somehow just circling around the garage. Could be. I was gonna reach out to you the other day. There was a. Uh, ghetto bird going over there's a there was a car theft and they stopped him in front of your guys's place on sixth oh my god and so the guy was going round and round and i was like and you know you get that like three quarters of the circle you're like oh he's gone right and then you get that yeah oh, i can come back i swear they do an extra 15 minutes of turns <laughs> after everything's over yeah just oh, because man. they want to get it down they want to use up some fuel I tell you i actually feel more comfortable doing this with no cameras mm. <laughs> It's easier, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Not that I'm, like, putting hair and makeup on beforehand, but it just feels a little better. Oh, there's less There's less pressure. Yeah, I guess you're right. Oh. So, there's like, yeah, I didn't put the cameras on. I actually recorded my trip down. Oh, nice. But my battery on my phone, on all my devices, is now <laughs> cooked. It's always dead. Toast. What you were you were about to say something before we, we started the podcast? You had some news? Or? Well, for all the working stiffs out there, has anyone ever had anyone you're working with go over your head? Ooh, not going to you. you the chain of command. Well, yes. I'm working with a lady, and we're going back and forth on all this stuff, and she says, Brian, you've been helpful. I want to talk to you senior management now. I wrote back, no problem. Can you tell me why you want to talk to senior management, and what's the itinerary you want to cover when you do talk to them? So I'll tell them. Because I knew this lady's unbearable and they're walking into a, a booby trap. You don't just want to give your friends a big bomb. No. And I'm friends. Your coworkers. With, and, and my boss is a good friend of mine. Right. So I know he's got my back. And uh, But you don't, you're not worried about your job? No, no, no. I was. Okay. I, I, no, 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 I wasn't. I wasn't at all. I'm not, okay. I'm not now. And the lady didn't go to my boss. She went to the CEO of like all the companies. Somehow she tracked them down. Wow. Which is very aggressive. Yes. Like crazy aggressive to do. Mm-hmm. And got in touch with the guy. This guy and I, he's never heard of me. I've never <laughs> met him. Nothing. So he gets this like, You don't call. even know who he is. I know who he is. I know he's the CEO of half a billion dollar company. Like his name is very successful. And then after he gets off the phone, he calls my boss yeah. and starts laughing. Oh. And he's like, dude, this lady, she was very complimentary of me. And he's like, I told her I don't know what to do. Then my boss calls me and he starts laughing. Wow. And he's like, man, that was hot. And so long story short, she reaches out to me and says, 
I'm not sure if you heard I had a productive phone call with your boss. She leaves out that she called the CEO of the company. Yeah. I wrote a couple things saying I cannot believe how unprofessional you are. Da -da -da, and I kept deleting it, kept deleting it. Because I know no matter what I say, she's going to wrap me out. Right. And I said, I heard about your two calls. I'll reach out to you Monday and see how we're going to handle going forward. Because I don't know if I can work with her. So not, she's not a client. No, she's a client. Okay. She's a client that basically didn't like that I wouldn't give her free shipping. <laughs> oh, my God. Everyone else out there that is working or isn't working, everyone knows that you deal with this stuff shit all the time. Oh, man. I can't imagine. I'm doing shipping on my books, and <laughs> people are calling me and going, where's my book? Yeah. And I use um, Media Mail. If anyone's getting my book, no, I use Media Mail. It's the least expensive. It's five bucks. Five anywhere, bucks for what? Anywhere in America to ship my book. But you're not going to get it tomorrow. Weirdest part, though, is <laughs> I shipped books, two books, one to a guy and one to his neighbor. And the one guy got one and one guy got one three weeks later. <laughs> I That's a little sketch for me. Yeah. Though the mail's not very reliable either. Ugh. And they just... But they just put new, they've got new vehicles. Have you seen their new vehicles? Yeah, those things look pretty cool. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Maybe we'll have more respect for the mail. Doubt it. Yeah. When I, you and I know about, we have our mail issues. <laughs> well, I get. You send uh, me photos <laughs> of, because there's the so much. What the most ridiculous one? Uh, whoever lives there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, current resident is great. Urgent, yeah. open immediately. Yeah. Uh, time sensitive. Uh, Lachlan Patterson or current resident. Well, how about the government sending out those checks or those debit cards that no one even knows that they're coming? Yeah. I've got those $600. Like, it's all... I'm pretty confident I threw that out with my Spectrum mail and my electricity and everything else. I just throw it all out. I, You know, I come to think of it, I don't know if I have mine anymore either. <laughs> That's right, the stimulus card... Oh my God, that's such a crazy thing that, you know, the United States government is working with Visa. There it is. Oh, so you got one? I did get one. But how are you, how did you get one if you're not even, are you not American? Are you American? I'm a tax paying uh, uh, person. I didn't know that. Yeah, so I'm, I'm entitled to it just like everyone else. So did you go to one of those ceremonies? <laughs> you know, like downtown? Like, like a, a wedding ball. ceremony? Yeah, no, like whatever those things are called, like, uh, did you say swear in? So you just said? no. I didn't have to swear in. I, I'm on a. I have a green card. Until you, you know, until you become a citizen, you don't have to do that. Thing, that pledge allegiance to the flag. You did that. I haven't done that. Why do they call it? What's the specific specific citizenship? Name? No, behind a green card. Why is it like? Why is it green? <laughs> yeah. Why? Well, I think it's just a. I think that's the slang for it, but it's just called a. I mean, I do. I have it with me. I should show it to you. You want to see what a green card looks like, Bri? Yeah, sure. And then tell everybody what's going on with this show tonight. Oh, man, no one's going to be able to see it because <laughs> this comes out Monday. But three days ago, I had a show at Avon Hollywood. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to record it. and after Oh, shit, I just got that. And we're going to listen. We'll listen to it. <laughs> hey, man, you're not going to like me saying this, but you look like you're transgender. It looks like shit. <laughs> you look transgender, dude. You look like you're halfway through. <laughs> I look like Richard Ramirez. You're like, yeah, exactly. By the way, did you watch the Cecil Hotel? No. That's a documentary about the hotel in downtown LA. 
And that lady, remember, she got found in the water tank? Oh, shit. But Richard Ramirez, or was it Richard Ramirez? The, the Night Stalker? Yeah, he lived in that hotel. And the history of the hotel is, is amazing, but the, all, the, all the web sleuths and everybody that was looking into her murder, that's, they're all kind of dorky, but... They, they say there, he, and, and he says that there's murders that they haven't found, solved yet, that he might have done. Yeah. He, was, he had a striking look to him, but then when he saw his teeth, man, those things were fucking scary shit. Oh, man, just hearing that his dad used to put him on a cross to punish him. Do you hear that part? Yeah. That's, it's tough. To, uh, what's it called? The, it's an uphill challenge from there. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, it, it does start with parents. And then, I mean, you really got to, I, I mean, as a dad, too, I can see it. Like, I got to be very careful that, you know. You don't put your kid on a cross. <laughs> <laughs> but that I don't subject him to any of my bullshit. I'll share this with you. I knew a couple, every time they fought, they would go to the bedroom and lay across the bed like, what's it, perpendicular to where you'd normally sleep? Yeah. And they would argue like that. And I, I thought to myself, like, that's perfect because, like, how mad can you get when you're on a bed with somebody and you're, like, side by side? I was like, that's the way that you've always got to fight because <laughs> you can't get, like, you know, a demonstrative you get when you're standing and yelling and slamming. I was like, that's pretty, <laughs> you, don't have, you don't have much to do when you're on your elbows and on your tummy. That's a good point. I mean, even one further, you have to lie on the ground or something, whatever, yeah. wherever you are. Standing, standing is definitely more dangerous. I definitely think probably the worst. Standing fights are no, much no. worse. But, I mean, imagine if you just had to lay on your back in, like, Ozone Park, and you and Jill couldn't look up one another, had to look at the sky. And you're arguing? Yeah. You'd honestly sound like everybody else down there, those fucking homeless people just talking out of their brains. Yeah, and you can't... Uh... I wonder if you could connect facing up. Okay, it's worth a try. I'll try anything, man. <laughs> I'm willing to try it's anything. It's better than eye contact. <laughs> you had you had a long-term relationship and you no longer you're not into that anymore really, are you? I don't I'd probably do it again, but as everyone gets older, you get more set in your ways. It's a lot harder to like it, do. Somebody it's like it's say, all you, say you fall in love with somebody and they're a hot body in bed and you're a cold body in bed. Mhm. You just gotta call. Oh, man. You just gotta call it up and be like, "Hey, I'm gonna sleep in the other room." <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, that's kind of sad. I mean, uh, it's it's harder. I think because I don't know how it is for women, but I know, uh, man, I feel like we've had to change a lot over since the since early man. Like early man was a migrant person. He traveled. <laughs> You and sound ridiculous. I, I mean, he went on, you know, he was always moving. And, yeah. you know, he was chasing the, the 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 buffalo, the herd, the, you know, chasing the food. Yeah. And often he would just disappear and be like, hey, babe, I'm going, I'm going to chase the buffalo with the guys. I'm going to get food. And it took days or m- weeks or months. months yeah. Yeah. And, 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 the, and the woman would just say, okay, I'll see you when you get back. Even not to reference it, but and I'm not making funny of it at all. But remember, like in Brokeback Mountain, like when they would have to go away for like months to like right. cattle and do all that stuff, and the communication then wasn't like, "Hey, if I get a good signal, give me a call." Right. And, like the guys in like World War II go away and like write these fucking crazy letters. Mm-hmm. 
it kind of goes back to like your joke about like old people, new people suck or whatever it is. Like those it, guys could write. Yeah. And everyone's like, what up, girl? <laughs> yeah. You, you used to have to write a long letter <laughs> under like a, 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 a red flashlight mm-hmm. in the war. And you had to come up with shit. And you had to hope that somebody could get that thing there, get it on a plane or ship. Yeah. And get there. And and then you you know and that was it and you never but now that the communication is so tight you can't you can't slip every time I go even to the grocery store it's how long are you going what are you getting when are you gonna be back even when I get to do the show it's it's like what time wh- what time are you gonna be back and I go I don't know show starts at seven when are you, when are you on I don't know what time does the show end. I don't know. <laughs> and she's trying to lock me down yeah. to a time yep. so that if I don't achieve that return but a, time. But as a seasoned veteran, you know you can't lay that down. I never give it. <laughs> I can't give her a time. She's not alone. I mean, I, I used to do that uh, when my girlfriend would go work all day on like these video shoots. I'd be like, when are you going to be home? You want me to get dinner ready? And I was probably just as fucking obnoxious <laughs> right i'm not trying to be obnoxious i just don't want to let you down yeah so it, it, the reverse to me is you want to go somewhere and you give me a week's notice like i give you go and i don't care when you get back you know text me so i know you're okay yeah but if you show up at midnight i'm i'm not i'm okay i made plans so do you have to drive back tonight? <laughs> yeah, I have to drive back tonight. I mean, I I love it up there. I'm having a great time yeah. up in Ventura. Um, it is. It, it was great taking the, the the coast highway the whole way down. And Very nice. Checking. I mean, I had a great morning. I had a great breakfast. Uh, played with my kid all day. Nice. Put him to bed for a nap. Had a great surf up there. Mm-hmm. The waves are pr- amazing. And then I took a quick nap, like a 30-minute nap. And then I got up, got my clothes on. Why'd you take a nap? Because I just know it's going to be, it's a long night, right? Yeah, but I mean, napping, all the people listening, it's it's a love-hate. Like, when you wake up from a nap, you're fucking way more tired. <laughs> That's a good point. You know, it has to be a certain amount of nap. I mean, I here's the thing is, it has to be a nap that you're still in bed, but you're op- awake for at least 10 minutes before you get up. Because then what happens when I wake up from a nap, if I still am in bed and I'm not hurried, I can plan out the rest of my night. And then when I get up, I'm just, you know, I'm like, all right, sweet, make a cup of coffee and, uh, you know, play with my kid. That's cool. Yeah. he's uh, He's got Duplo building blocks. They're like, you know, early, early Lego. You know, those no, big fat Legos. Uh, for, for like Jenga things? They're like right between Jenga and Lego. <laughs> no, I don't. Du- I don't. Duplo. I think I just jumped across that. You did? You went right to Lego? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm not looking forward to Lego and the, and the shrapnel that I'll be stepping on. Shit's everywhere. Yeah, your feet are me jacked. How's your dating life? Good. Yeah? Yeah. Keeping busy? Breaking hearts, of course. Good, man. You're not breaking hearts. How how long is a how long is your average relationship these days? How many days? Depends. <laughs> Jill says you told her you were in love. I did tell her I was in love. Were you, are you in love? Yeah, of course. 
Of course. What? <laughs> Not of course. It's very rare. It happens very rare. Does it happen a lot for you? Do you fall in love a lot? Yeah. You all do? Yeah, all the time. <laughs> That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So that must be a very emotional. <laughs> yes, it is. It's an emotional moment. Why is why why do you was it just the perfect woman, or was she it just was, she was perfect? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and now she's gone. Yes. And it's you're okay with that? It's the weekend, bro. <laughs> Are you? No, 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 no. Uh, there, there's. You know, I think I think when you continuously date around and do that stuff, it it becomes slightly un unfulfilling. I hate to admit it. As much as as fun as it is, you start to feel like. Uh, well, thanks, buddy. You start to feel like you're just kind of like. Do you have enough wine? Yeah. You really poured me a glass. That's all right. We're drinking rosé out of a couple of cups that look like vagines. Yeah, somebody gave these to me. These are great. <laughs> and they are. I don't know. I'll just take them to the beach. If I lose them, I lose them. That's true. Continue. Sorry. Uh, no, you go you go around that long playing, you know, doing all that fun stuff. You eventually, you're like, oh, this is kind of getting old. But it's also age and effort and all that stuff starts to wane. Right. I'm 46. How old are you? 43. Yeah. You still got, I got, you got three more years. <laughs> 45 is the big one. I feel like 45, you start to, you start to be like, um, it's a different life. You're saying you're starting to feel it already, but. Yeah, I've always started to feel it. I mean, it's like all that stuff. You got to like. Your energy level, your dick level, everything's just kind of like in flux. <laughs> I'm glad my dick still works. I think about Viagra all the time and when, you know, that you, that's a big deal. But I, I don't think I'll ever need Viagra. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Talk to me when you're 43 again. No, of course. you gonna. Everybody's going to have to at some point. I think, Vi- no, I think Viagra is just a, like a. I at what age? It's bullshit. It's like. Viagra is like cocaine. It's like it's not a necessary thing. It's just a thing that people enjoy. It is truly mental. Yeah, it is. A, it's a mental thing. I mean, there's that sex shop on Lincoln. If you go down there and get one of those pills, and you take one, if you take too much of it, you're gonna get sick to your stomach because your face is gonna get all red and you're gonna feel flushed and you're gonna feel like shit. So I heard. But if you take a little bit of it and you do it right, you'll mentally be like, I have this in my back pocket. Right. So I heard. <laughs> I don't think that anyone has the thing is they make it sound like erectile dysfunction. I'm not, I'm not that er, there yet. But I don't know if there's such thing as erectile dysfunction. I just think you reach an age when um, it takes a lot more to make you interested. Well, that's true, and that's why couples have to evolve, and that's why people start to step out on the side because they're not evolving or get sick of it. But there's a I could watch Viagra commercials every day. You know yeah. that couple that's in the hot tub holding hands. Yeah, they're both like gray hairs looking over the mountain. That's like that's not true. <laughs> they're about to go smash each other. Like, come on now. That's not true. Call your doctor if you have an erection after four to six hours. Right. <laughs> like, I'm calling everybody. Yeah, I'm calling everybody. Like, dude, I got an erection. <laughs> dude, it's four o'clock. I took this shit at two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there is, I, I feel like that it's, they try to, they try to make you think that it's a relationship fixer, but it's not, you can't, you don't take the pill and all of a sudden you and your partner are getting along, you're kayaking, you ever see them kayaking? I'm and going kayaking tomorrow morning. Are you really? Where? 
Mother's Beach. Wow. And were you just going kayaking along the the the, the beach? Yeah, it's awesome out there. Yeah? Yeah. Are you going to come up to Ventura and, and go kayaking with me? I'd love to. I just How do you get out there? Well, you... Can you, you get came, out of those waves? No, you, there's... um. Yeah, you can. People kayak out to the Channel Islands out no, there. No, I would be down for that. But in order to prep for that, you got to... I know you got to put the stuff on the handle you can't like when you go through mother's beach and it's hard you start to get that tail blister, right yeah. blister and it's, oh yeah you're in trouble you wear gloves yeah i bought the kayak on your street for a hundred bucks you got a kayak yeah oh i didn't know that. i bought it for a hundred bucks on your street it is the best hundred bucks i've ever spent really because i take i've taken it out a hundred times in there and time out what a kayak did you buy on my street is it open is it got a fin I sold a kayak to Ruth and uh, on my street, a chick on my street. <laughs> if I show up with the ki- your old kayak that I found in an alley, <laughs> <laughs> it's called paying it forward. That'd be wow, cool. that'd be crazy if it ended up in your hands. Yeah, no, I got this yellow one. I don't think it's got a fin. No, this one. It's got a, a little f- thing in the middle. Where one time I went out there and I was trying to be cutesy, I brought a bottle of Maker's Mark. Yeah, and I brought a glass, and I brought like I'm in obsessed with big ice cubes. Yeah, you and are. I, and I was trying to like make myself a drink rocking out there. And I was like, dude, I, you should never have glass out there. <laughs> this di- was just stupid of me. I, I've ridden a lot of, ki- I've, I've done a lot of kayaking in my past. And, it, and it's not like riding a bicycle. You, When you re-kayak, it it takes a little time to get used to. I went out all the way to out the way to the end of the jetty today in the marina. Yeah. On the marina side. And there were people out there kayaking and going out there and stand up paddle boards and all the way out. I was like, God, man, that's like a lot of strength to get out, to go all the way the fuck out around that. You're going against the wind if you're going in the afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. And that dude who rents kayaks, you know, at Mother's Beach there? Um, I don't. By by the the Jamaican? Yeah. I was talking one time. I was like, what do you, what's the biggest deal? He goes, I rent to people who the wind is too strong and they think they can do it. And five minutes after they can't get in because of the headwinds. And he's like, and I got to go out and get him. So I, was like, I mean, there's this, you know, a tourist thing. I've been re- had to been I have had to been rescued by the Coast Guard. My kayak actually had a leak in it, and m- me and my buddy, we were like, you know, 15, and we were kayaking, and my boat was half full of water, and I was paddling, and I was 15, so I didn't care. Yeah. You know, you just keep paddling. We were fishing. And my, I did, what I didn't know is my buddy's mom and dad called the Coast Guard because it, it was getting dark. Yeah. And all of a sudden, this massive boat just comes and vi- and just sees us. These guys are fucking disappointed to like scoop you guys up. Oh, but they yeah. just got to do something. Yeah, they're very straight. They they don't have any sense of humor. And uh, yeah, they towed us back in the shore, and I was a little mad because my buddy didn't tell me that. The kayak he lent me had a hole in it, and he knew. Speaking of Coast Guard, I don't know how to transition this, but you know uh, Hunter Biden moved in on the canals? You just did? Yeah. He just did. I sent you that? Yeah. I so actually, he, lives yeah, in that, he lives in literally probably the worst house out of all those multi-million dollar houses right there where the, it's like literally a sewer pipe. And across the streets, that parking lot. Yep. And I've gone through there a couple times with the dogs. That's my little thing. Every time I get paid, I walk the canals and go to the bank. And there's these cars, there's all these SUVs with like the trunks open. I walk by and it's all the Secret Service guys. There, there, there's like probably 20 of them wow. all standing around. And they are all like in plain clothes. 
I don't know much about style, but the Secret Service needs an overhaul. <laughs> what describe a, a plain clothes Secret Service guy? Uh, sweaters? No, 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 no. Plaid, button down, short sleeve, pants. I gotta say, <laughs> cargos. I'm in joggers and a flannel, so don't worry about it. <laughs> all to all my pants, and they they have they have those you know those sunglasses like. The white guys have that we take them off. They've got the sunburn. Yes. Uh, they've got the little thing behind their ear, and they're like talking about their cars and like their forerunners. They were talking. Yeah, because I've I've gone by a couple of times, like, and they come and go. I mean, there's a bunch of people over there. I mean, he's wow. He's the son of the. Uh, he's the son he's of the, the president. F- yeah. He um. I had a show next last week, right there, right oh, next to him. Oh, where was that? It was on at the. I told you it was at the pod chair. Yeah, but. Oh, so, that's so it's Venice, South Venice, and we, uh, Washington Way, if you know where that is, across from the library. Yes, that's that's yes, yeah, way down the not way down the road, but down the road. I know where it is. Yes, isn't that where you saying you sent me a pin where he's, he's living? He's he's literally on the canal, on Venice, where the water goes under the street and like disappears. Yeah, yeah, that, that's where I did the show. Uh, yep. You've been following the Gorilla Glue lady. No, not after we talked about it, no. You know, she's actually suing Gorilla Glue. Did we talk about that? Yeah, yeah. I'd like to know how she's doing. What kind of jokes you got for tonight? (sighs) Not much, man. Or or three nights from now. (laughs) (laughs) It's tonight. I have this premise of a guy who always wants to help his buddy get a deal, even when he doesn't want to get a deal. Do you have a buddy like that? Who's like, let me go with you. I went with my buddy to look at a surfboard, <laughs> and I'm I'm about to get in a deal. You are? Oh, I'm all about getting a deal. And it was it took everything because my buddy's like, dude, it's he's asking six fifty for the surfboard, and um, he says it's a great deal. And my feeling is like six fifty. What do you wait? So what are we gonna offer? Five fifty? Six? And he goes, no, we're gonna give him six fifty. And I go, come on, man, we're not gonna give him six fifty. It's a used board. Let's let's use this. Use it. Use is kind of like fucking whatever. Let's do big good cop, bad cop. You look at it and you tell me how great you think it is and how much you want it, and I'll find something wrong with it. That is such an all-time asshole move to bring a friend in. Well, we we he took it. He he didn't want me. To, to make a deal he was ready to pay 650 and he did and he's happy <laughs> here's one watching motivational videos online while sitting on the toilet <laughs> has the opposite effect do you notice that like uh, watching well, I'm, not, the, I'm not watching motivational videos on there oh oh you don't have instagram that's right no but i did i can relate to linkedin okay you there was a guy <laughs> on linkedin today who had a picture of himself and kudos to him for turning his life around of him with his jail card and he said 11 years ago today i was a convict and da 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 and i'm trying to like turn my life around or he turned his life around which is awesome he did but i was like dude you don't want why would you even want to say that <laughs> right you know, like you're on a you're on a networking site you're trying to get a job i don't know why you'd want to like flash your jail card yeah no. oh hang on Um, what's a jail card? Uh, well, I think like you have like your ID. 
It was just interesting. I just thought it was a weird thing to say. Jail idea. How long do you keep your jail idea after you get out? <laughs> Speaking of a toilet, I remember when I dropped my college ID down the toilet. You did? <laughs> yes. And your college ID was your fake ID or were you real ID? I know, it was my real ID. And I remember, I can remember looking at it and then I was like, I'm not grabbing that thing. For the fam- Big, big hemp necklace. <laughs> big hemp necklace. When we, and for the fans, who? where do you go to college? I went to the Ivy League of the Pac-12. They should, USC? They should, no. Ivy League of the Pac-12. It's, oh, man. It's a college in Arizona. ASU? What's the Ivy League? That You call that Ivy League? <laughs> that's the shit. That's the party school, dude. That's the, that's the doggy style college. That's the party school. You went, of course you did. <laughs> that's how it come, you are you. You went to ASU? Go Sun Devils, man. That's awesome. I I consider ASU to be one of the top five biggest party schools. When I was there, Playboy said it was number one. Wow. Really? Yeah, but all that shit's all political and somebody's mm, paying. That's real, dude. That shit's real. Um, you know, If you notice, by the way, I don't know if you noticed that I'm wearing a purse lately. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you, you're wearing all green right now. What the fuck's going on? <laughs> Yeah, I've got a very green look. Yeah. What do you think about this? I'm about to go on stage. Do you have a Do you have a stage outfit you kind of do? You're looking at it. Well, here's my only rule is that I don't want words or labels or any advertising on my clothing. So I try to, I, when I perform, I always try to wear clothes that are very neutral. Gender neutral. <laughs> Everything neutral. Do you always do the undersleeve thing when you go on stage? Is that just this is this is tonight? This is new. What do you think? I think it's cool. You do? I mean, I did that a long time ago. Uh, that doesn't sound cool at all. <laughs> I I was like, now I'm in my head. <laughs> no, I mean it's cold out. <laughs> it's an outdoor show. Oh yeah, yeah. Everything's outdoors, so I plan for that. By the way, I saw your boy David Spade in the news the other day. Oh, you did? Yeah, he was in the news because he golfed with Tiger Woods. I saw that. Before he got in an accident. Can we go to poor Tiger Woods? You golf. You're very good at golf, except when you're hungover. <laughs> <clears throat> and, uh, in fact, the last time I golfed with you, was it you or our golf um, partner who hit a ball onto a car and broke the car's windshield? And then the woman in the car complained, no, and no. the guy was a lawyer. <laughs> not me, not me. And he said, I'm sorry, ma'am. Uh, he hit her car with his golf ball and smashed her window, and she started yelling at him. He goes, I'm sorry, but that's all I can say. There's <laughs> nothing you can do. Um, legally, I'm allowed to hit your car and just put her in her place. And he and she was like, you're going to fucking pay for this. And he goes, actually, no, I'm not. Legally, and when you park there, you accept that the responsibility. The law, yeah, it's certainly not anything I would say. Anyway, he <laughs> laid the law out while we were playing golf, <laughs> and then he did a drop. <laughs> That's a boss. He was so boss, dude. And That's good. And we just forgot about it. Like we were. That was the first hole. That was the first hole on Penmar, uh, right on the boulevard there. She was parked where their RVs were parked all the time, <laughs> yeah. and he just chipped it right over the fence onto her car. <laughs> But you are a golfer. Yeah. And so I got to ask you, you know, watching Tiger Woods, um, now, do you think, uh, 
Is this it for Tiger? Well, yeah. Obviously, I think a, I think a lot. He's gotten away with a lot of things because he's Tiger Woods and the way that he's treated people and all this stuff. But mm-hmm. guys had nine back surgeries, those two knee surgeries, and now, man, I mean, he, you know, to be forty-five and have an ankle that is shattered—is that what happened? Yeah, he's got his tibia and fibia are broken, sticking through his legs, or sticking wow. through the skin. Sorry, and you know. To recover from that at that age and try and golf, you walk 18 holes. You know, it's not even about hitting. I broke my left leg in three places, and you know, I can't even imagine that I was young. But like, if you do that now as an old guy to recover as an older person, like, fuck, man. He's a, he's. I mean, he's he, not coming back to play. He was he was a, he's a legend of golfing. He if he passed away in that car accident, it would be a bigger deal than Kobe. Oh man, too soon, too soon to even decide on that. Oh, I will no, say I, this. The only reason I brought it up is because people were talking about. It. <laughs> I'll say this though. I think it's official. Co- uh, Tiger Woods is a terrible driver. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's his second major, third, third major, un, un, uh, uh, provoked car accident. Like all by he's, himself, and you think about it, if you see where he went, you're, he's lucky he didn't hit somebody head on, he, or hit a tree or yeah. anything. Like, and shout out to Genesis Cars for like literally like it was those a, things are gonna blow up. I, I've never seen a Genesis car in my life. They're gonna mm. be fucking everywhere now, like Tesla. Well, it was before that it was the Buick. <laughs> the Buick man, uh, uh-uh. he ain't living that. But I mean, it's, it's only one leg, man. I mean, think about that. If you have surgery on your on your left knee forever, and then all of a sudden you've got He's got so many pins and needles and, you know, muscle that was exposed and all this stuff. I mean, that's a huge, huge surgery. I don't know how we, I don't know where you go from here. I'll tell you. Let me say, let me ask you this then. You're Tiger Woods right now. Your whole life, from the day you were like four, I mean, he was on the prices right with Bob Barker putting, putting was at like two. Two. Yeah. Your whole life, you've just been pressured in a golf. And you've been scrutinized for your golf your whole life. And here's the media actually admitting that maybe this is it for you. You're Tiger Woods, Brian. You are a multimillionaire. You are single. What do you want to do? You you uh, could... He, he, he has kids. He has kids. He could fight, go through physio, and get back on the links. You're Tiger Woods. No you have chance. millions of dollars. No chance. Oh, yes. I would, shit, man, just travel around and be Tiger Woods. Go on your boat privacy and cruise around. I would totally do the same. I mean, <laughs> you're going to, I mean, he's, I don't, who knows if he's ever going to need to walk the same. He's definitely going to have a limp, and it's a long way to go with that. Like, he's got, hopefully, another 30 years. That was Tiger's advantage, too, was that he was youthful and, and powerful, and and so just now amazing. he's just... When He's you walk him, when you see him going down the fair, did you watch the Tiger Woods documentary? Not yet. It's kind of trashy, but it's really amazing to see just how many people were into him and following him and how he would get up on a tee in front of a thousand million people and hit. If I fucking hit in front of a tee in front of four people, I'm all tight. <laughs> Dude, the, my parents live on Pender Island, and the the, the first shot, the first tee is, is uh, right below the patio of the bistro where everyone hangs out. 
So your first shot of your entire fucking game is with a spectator. I mean, I can't imagine how it was like for Tiger Woods. Oh, no. And and how he did it and and truly is you know remarkable because he did it in a in a sport that there's no no one else around yeah so you have to be by yourself and you're only thinking about yourself you're not thinking about Dwayne Wade and, and LeBron back and forth it's like it's just you yeah that's that's amazing forget was, it man yeah I, I can't imagine coming back but I mean people say don't put it past him but like he had a high impact break which like so that means like this is splinters all over the place so I don't want him to come back. I want him to finally do what he wants to do. I want him to finally be just like. Well, you definitely. I want him to do that, but I don't want him having this accident. It sucks, but you know, people are talking about like he died. Like, dude, at least he didn't break his back, his neck. He can walk. He'll be able to eventually walk and maybe fucked up. But out of all things considered, he's okay. I love that he has endured so much scrutiny. Oh my god. Yep. It, it fucked him up. And he, to me, is an example. I relate to that, to to the pressure, and to not not like some stars who like like LeBron when he left Cleveland and he just became a hero, and won a championship in L.A. He, Tiger Woods actually, the scrutiny got to him, right? Yeah. We, the scrutiny got to Tiger, and to me, that's really what I connect with is like. He's normal. He's a fucking normal guy who started when he was two, so of course he's good at golf, but he's a normal guy. LeBron is not a normal guy. LeBron is a specimen of a human being. <laughs> he is a fucking freak. He is a fucking freak. He's so a I man can't too. I can't relate to him. <laughs> I can't relate to a guy who at eighteen is, you know, ready for the NBA to dominate. I relate to a guy who's been thrust into an industry that he really only connects with through his father and then his father says i'm done and now has that added pressure of fulfilling his father's dreams do you have a father figure that pressures you or or that you look up to oh no but i watched a documentary about how tiger's dad was out there driving him i think my dad he was like he was he was always present always if i need anything but he was you know if you looked at him i was a pitcher he'd be the guy like the furthest behind the backstop never like up front like in kind of that thing so he was there in support but never like bearing down on me and that's kind of what i to me that's the kind of way to go because the kids i saw with the overbearing dads i like i like that i'm gonna try to be that for my son where i'm like hey are we having fun here are we having fun? If we're having fun, I'm going keep going. I think Louis C.K. talked about soccer practice and being like, do you like this? Because if you don't like this, let's fucking go. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the way to, way to go. But I showed up to a, a softball game to see a friend of mine and his kids. I'm sorry, a Little League game, and his kid was playing. And I walked around the stands. I couldn't find him, couldn't find him. And I asked somebody, I said, do you know who Walt is? I'm like, yeah, look at him. You have the, you know, the bleachers behind the home plate or whatever yeah he was sitting in a chair flush up against the dugout like so he was like in a coach and he was up screaming and i was like dude i was a little embarrassed that that was my friend being one of those dads you editing this or no probably 
Okay, good. Anything you say, I'll add it. No, sure. no, 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 no. I was just I didn't know if you do the uh like the 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 mumps of when you go like up and down when you go through your book. Nah, I don't add that out. <laughs> All right. It's a podcast. True. People kind of really like the the rawness, I right. think. You know, I was like I talked about with listening to motivational shit and I follow like motivational you know bullshit on Instagram. You don't have Instagram, but you know, every once in a while this one place that I follow, in fact <laughs> I have a rule, it's like if I love once one post a day, but if you're gonna post eight things a day, I'm gonna unfollow you. I mean the motivational posts are so often that it's I'm losing my motivation to watch them. But like I can, I'm telling you, I'll put like three things up, and one of them will be that. Here it is, yeah. Um, so it's called wealth. Well, what wealth posted today at wealth posted today? Uh, I mean, they posted like 15 fucking things today, and they posted the three things for success. Um, and the three things are, <laughs> God, I have to go way back. But one of the things they said, the key, one of the keys they said to success is being patient. And I feel like I got that one. I got that one down. Like I'm super patient. Like I'm so patient. I'm willing to wait right here on this couch for success to come to me (laughs) like that's how hard that's how patient i am is that i look (laughs) i will be so patient that i will not do anything and i'll just keep my mouth shut (laughs) that was chill until it gets here and yeah and i feel like that i got you (laughs) know the other two things it's like three things but that one i got um, I saw Stickhead the other day. What's that? Stickhead? Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have you talked to him yet? Yeah, I've talked to him once. I talked to him outside Gold's one time, and I was asking him. And I I remember he I said, "Why'd you do the stick?" And he said, "Dude, I just it helped them like meditate." Wow, this is a guy who uh, we talked about just rides around a bicycle with a a, a piece of driftwood on his head. Mm-hmm. And it balances. It's like a how how long would you say that piece of wood six is? Six feet. Yeah, he's got a six foot piece of wood just bouncing on his head, and he just rolls around the neighborhood. But it's it's not flat. It's like a nice curve to it. It's a good piece of driftwood. Hmm. I who was the guy we saw? I saw on TV the other night. The guy that you know, the fucking blonde head dude. The guy who's the Charger. The, the Charger, the, 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 Ryan Leaf. No, no, no. The Charger, the uh, who I golf with, by the way. The uh, you golf with Ryan Leaf? Yes, I did. Played eighteen holes with him. Rode in the cart. Tell me, he's a nice guy, and it, he's misunderstood. He oh, Ryan. I was I was on the tee box at Rancho Park, waiting for my friend to come join me in my cart. Ryan Leaf walked up. I wasn't paying attention. Put his clubs in with me 
And I looked at my friend and I looked at Ryan Leaf and he's like, if you mind, if you don't mind, I'm going to put my clubs with you in my Gatorades and I won't ride with you. And I, my friend walked up and was like, dude, what do we say to this guy? <laughs> and he's so fucking big. Neither one of us wanted to say anything. So my friend went back and got his own cart. So now my friend and I are riding separate. Oh. So it's Ryan Leaf's clubs, all his Gatorades. In right your cart? Out, yeah, Rancho Park. And he's huge, and he's awkward, and I really didn't say to him. My buddy and I, I was, like, stunned to be, you know, you remember he just got out of jail. He was, like, a fucking train wreck. Yeah. And by about the third or fifth hole, kind of started talking about what I do for work, and he kind of loosened up. And then he stops walking and just riding with me. So now. He's riding right up to his ball? Now I'm driving him to his ball. So he just, remember, I told you, he was going to walk. So he'd hit, keep throw his club in there and walk. But I had to drive over to where he was to drop off his club. I'm like, dude, I'm this guy's fucking bitch. Wow. And then he finally just starts riding with me. So riding one hole. Where so I, you switch partners. Yeah, basically now I'm with him. My buddy's, my buddy's still riding by himself, and I'm driving Ryan Leaf. <laughs> and we're talking, and we get up to one hole, and I forget it. And he was standing on the ground, and he's like, and I'm like, is everything okay? And he's like, man, I haven't, I haven't stood on uneven ground in like five years. Wow. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, I never came out of my jail cell other than three times in those five years I was there. And then he starts telling me, he's like, the best part about going to prison is that you don't have to pay any bills. He's like, your money just accumulates interest. And, you know, he's telling me all this kind of like weird shit. And so by 15, 16, the beers are starting to hit me and I'm starting to be able to like talk to him like, oh, dude, I work for Cowboys and never sold any of your jerseys, but I lived in San Diego when you were at your worst. And he's like, yeah, I was a bad dude. And I said, how do you, you know, how are you going to keep on the straight and narrow? Because I was working up in Malibu at, a, not Promises, but a different sober living place. And he still is involved in that. And he leaned over and showed me that picture on Deadspin of him with a big face and the crazy hair. Oh, man. And he's like, I look at this every day and it's going to keep me sober. He was like a screensaver or something? Yeah. So I was like, and he had one of those like tiny iPhones. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> like a four? Yeah. So... We finished golf and he's nice and I'm walking to my car and I walk by him and I'm like, I said like, good luck, man. Good luck. Right. And he turns and looks at me and he goes, no, good luck to you. <laughs> and I was like, what? No, 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 no. You good luck. Don't you come back to me. Good luck. Say thanks. You're the nut. <laughs> yeah. So I've never been me. in jail. Yeah. So, but it was, I mean, he was interesting and speaking of Tiger Woods, the clubs he was playing with, he said, were Tiger Woods old clubs because he was a Nike athlete with Tiger Woods. Right. And he still had these old clubs. I mean, he was literally using, when I say Woods, he was using Woods. And really? The guy, he was fucking huge, man. He's 6'5", fucking monster. And he could hit the ball, and he was nice as shit. But it was like, he's you know probably at the time one of the most polarizing athletes of all time. Ryan Leaf is a... It's the biggest, arguably the biggest bust in he said sports every April, history. Every April it comes around, he says it's like crazy because everyone wants to talk about him again. It's like, don't be Ryan Leaf, don't be Ryan Leaf. But now he's, you know, credit to him. He's, you know, a very respected, you know, he's on ESPN, he's on all these other things now, or I don't know what channels, Rich Eisen so, and he's, you know, people talk about him now. So he, it's good that he's doing a lot of good things. Well, there you have it, guys. What a great episode. Thanks. Thanks for coming, Bri. Can I go home? Yeah, you can go home. <laughs> I have to go to to my show now. Yeah. I'm going to try to record my show and post it tonight so that you guys cuz last my last episode I actually posted uh my set. <clears throat> so there might be a little f 
doubling up of material. Hopefully not too much, but, you know, got to pay the bills, got to make the folks happy. So if you hear some of the same material from the previous week's episode, don't be all bummed. I'm just hashing it out. It's a little bit different. Notice how it's a little bit different. Listen to how I uh, adapt to a different audience. And thanks for listening, you guys. Keep listening. Please, you know, this is all, this is my only outlet, Bri. Your only outlet. (laughs) I say it like that. Brian doesn't care. (laughs) Brian's just here for support. Thanks, guys. And uh, cue Morgan J. Yeah. Fucking, I love some Morgan J. Isn't he good? Yeah. You know, like a full Morgan J thing. Like a full set of just yeah. like a whole hour of just the, the intro song. You go off for your set, fucking have Morgan J like playing in the background. I like this song. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. I gotta get it on the. I gotta get it on the text thread. Right? You say, hey everybody, you know if you wanna reach me, fucking listen to the podcast. I'll do that tonight. Thanks for keeping me Come on in. I'm not making any money. And hang in the track. <laughs> Wow, we almost made it to an hour. Thanks for listening, guys. The lockdown podcast. Talking about whatever you want. Chilling out, having a chill sesh with Lachlan's guest. Thanks, Jonesy. Here we go for Jonesy, everybody. Keep it going for the guy who put this together. Oh. Greetings, current and future residents. How, how would I be? My name is Lachlan, black people. You can call me LeSchwan. I'm okay. <laughs> Down. Cool with that. <clears throat> I, uh, I, it's, it's a crazy time, man. Uh, normally I'm wearing a mask. Don't worry. See, like a lot of us aren't wearing masks, but you know, you, you know, you wear it when you need to. I always wear a mask when I'm at the grocery store because uh, I want people to feel comfortable around me. And in fact, I when I go, to, I always wear a full leather mask with the zipper in it <laughs> because I don't want people to get uncomfortable while I'm shopping. Oftentimes, I will even put a rubber ball gag in my mouth because. I just want people to feel normal and try to have some semblance of, you know what I mean? You know what I mean, guys? Also, I I, uh, put an inflatable rubber butt plug up my rectum because you just, you don't know anymore. You can't take any chances with this thing. You really don't know enough about it. So, I just want to be on the right side of this thing, you know? Who's with me? This guy? Alright. Good. Hot crowd. Sometimes uh, I get a phone call and before it starts it says your call will be recorded for quality purposes. Whenever I hear that I always let them know uh, your call will also be recorded by me for sexual purposes. So. 
So chat it up, you know, because I get off on good enunciation. You know, it's just a weird time, that's all. Everyone's trying to get your information. You can't trust anyone. I logged into a website and it said, do you trust this browser? And I had to ask myself, do I trust this browser? How long do I know this browser? How long have I been friends with this browser? You know, we've been kicking it for a couple of years now, but what do I, you know, when I go to bed, what's this browser doing? Where is it going? What's it browsing? Good. You guys are doing it exactly right. Don't feel bad. This is the exact response you're supposed to give. I got a lady, she's awesome. The other day she woke up and she said, we need new pillows. And I said, well, how the fuck do you know that? I never, I've never bought a new pillow in my life. I've always had the pillows that I first had. I never, I didn't know the pillows went bad. I thought pillows were like, like wristwatches. You just pass them on to the next, to your child. And they pass them on. She's very clean, man. She says shit that I don't even understand. It's so clean. Like, did you spill something in the garbage? Like, I don't even know what that means. Like, oh yeah, I spilled everything in the garbage. Are you talking with me right now? I thought, and why is this sink so wet? Why? It's soaking wet in the sink. Somebody up in their apartment. Must be nice living here where you like, you all, you all have the exact same place. You all know exactly what everyone else's place looks like. Nobody's getting ahead of anybody. There's nobody flossing in this place. Relax, we all pay the same rent. Cheers. Cheers, that's right. Here's to communism, right? <laughs> A lot better than this shit. Watching people just become trillionaires during a pandemic while you're just unemployed. Jeff Bezos stepped down from from Amazon a couple weeks ago. I, was, I thought that was interesting. When you're a billionaire or a trillionaire, you step down. You never get to hear anyone's like stepping down from supercuts. You just quit. Nobody makes a formal announcement that they will be leaving supercuts. You know? It's a sweet mask you got there. Oh, thank you. Anyway. I also find it weird when people say we're trying to have a baby. That's kind of gross. That's a little personal, don't you think? We're trying. We're, we're trying. Really? How hard are you trying? What are you doing? What positions are you using? When you're trying, describe what goes on. Explain to me how trying is. Do you get, how long does trying go? It's also weird when they say we're expecting a baby, like like, they're, like the baby has some sort of obligation to fulfill. It's a lot of pressure to put on a, a, a creature that doesn't even, hasn't even been born yet. Hey, we're expecting you. I have a baby and uh, he's almost two and it's great. He's uh, awesome. My lady's always mad at me when I dress him. She goes, you can't put him up. You can't put him in that. 
He's two. Who fucking cares what he's wearing? <laughs> Nobody's like judging him. Other babies aren't going up to him and going. <laughs> he's judging him. All of his clothes have pockets in them, which is weird. Because I've never seen him put a hand in his pockets. <laughs> doesn't even know his pockets are there. He even got like little secret inside pockets. Like I've never seen him even just pat the outsides of the pockets. And I'm like, hang on a second, have you guys? I had a Cheerio in here the other day. Did you guys? Or at dinner, he just pulls out a tiny little wallet. Let me get this guy. Hang on a second. Tiny little ones. stuff. I was at the grocery store the other day, handmade ice cream they sell, and really you're not giving the cows any credit? You're just gonna, just gonna take all the care, does milk come out of your fingers? Nothing? All right. I work a little harder when it's outside. Inside shows are a lot easier. It's kind of like football games probably. I always buy eggs. There's a lot of different eggs to choose from, I've noticed. If you go in a town with all the different options for eggs, kind of, why are there so many eggs? It's all just chickens, right? Maybe if it was like goose and you know, ostrich, I'd be like, all right, a lot of options here, but they're all the same animal. They're just different humans. That's how they advertise, like, a family raised these eggs. So they're a little bit more expensive if they were family-raised. I always feel like it's fucked up because what about that single guy, the farmer? You know, who's trying to raise eggs? No one's buying his eggs. Maybe, you know, just judging his eggs based on his relationship status? That seems fucked up. Now, buy the single guy's eggs. Here's why. Because he's not busy raising a family. He's focused on the eggs. He's got nothing to do but stay up all night and watch his chickens. Yeah. Good. That joke went exactly. So it's uh, I'm an okay dad, and, uh, and I'm happy with that. I'm satisfied being an okay dad. I don't have to be a great dad. I, I don't think there, you know, I, I don't think I can compete with some of the dads out there. And, uh, but I'm, pr I'm proud to say I'm an okay dad. I do, I'm doing my best. And uh, sometimes I see, like I was at the playground the other day and I saw this dad and he had one of those number one dad shirts on. That's pretty cocky, I think. <laughs> really, you're just gonna, you're gonna throw out that number one dad title? I didn't even know there was a competition going on. I walked up to him and I said, hey, this is a question. What, uh, what temperature do you keep your pool at this type time of year? And he goes, oh, I don't have a pool. And I said, well, take that fucking shirt off. <laughs> I like being a dad. Uh, if nothing else, it's given me something to say if there's like someone trying to kill me. <laughs> you ever notice in movies when someone's trying to kill, when the killer's about to kill the guy, he always says, I have a, I have a kid. I have a, I have a family or whatever. And then, that never seems to work though. Never, the killer's never like, no way, you got a kid? Me too, how old's yours? Mine's five, you picked out a preschool yet? Get on it. 
<laughs> that never happens. They always just shoot them. I was thought, instead of saying you have a kid, you should say something that a killer would like. Like, don't kill me. I rape children. Come on. We're just like each other. Come on. I love killing people, too. great though because before I had a kid I didn't know what to say you know if someone was pointed a gun at me I'd have to say something like oh don't kill me I just bought groceries <laughs> I don't think it has that same stimulating right Joe right. oh man someone walked by me in the grocery store we both had masks on and she shrugged as she went by where's Fauci on shrugging I don't think that helps <laughs> just makes me feel like shitty. <laughs> also, double mask and shrug. And you can avoid. I noticed this uh, when I'm sitting on the toilet and I'm watching and I'm, I'm looking at my social media and I'm looking at like, I follow a lot of like motivational quotes. I've noticed when I read emotional, the motivational quote when I'm sitting on the toilet, it has the opposite effect. It makes me just do nothing. I'd rather just sit there and look at people on the toilet. I think that would be... That I could relate to. Just people sitting on the toilet on Instagram. Nothing? God. You know what I need right now? I need a smoke detector going off in the middle of the Full moon tonight. I don't know if you guys noticed, but I noticed because my woman, my wife gets uh, her period every full moon. Every full moon, we, we don't speak. To me, the full moon is like, uh, first of all, the moon in general, it's just like the Death Star. And throughout the month, I just watch it build, you know, I watch them build it like a Return of the Jedi. And then eventually it just becomes fully operational. And I know that there's about to be a serious explosion. She's always mad at me, man. She's always, she's always wishing on shit, too. And I like wishing on shit. You ever see Shooting Star, dude? You wish on shooting stars? Oh, yeah. You do, right? Me, too, man. I love wishing on shooting stars. It's weird. It's rare. She wishes on shit like the time. Do you know what I mean? She'll go, oh shit, 11-11, make a wish. I don't know if you can wish on something that happens twice every day. Like, that's not. Maybe if she was like, oh shit, 972, make a wish. Like, then I'd be like, okay, well, that's rare. That's never happened before. It's never been 972. And her wishes are always, you know, she tells me right away, as soon as she wishes something, she tells me, which I've always heard that spoils the wish. You just gotta keep it to yourself for it to come true. But she does it, like, she, right as soon as she wishes it, she goes, oh my God, no, 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 I, I know that I wish. I wish that you would be more present. She's always, she loves gifts, I always get, always get her shit. 
church crystals and flowers. Flowers is a good gift because it's like, it was very traditional. I think women love flowers because it's, uh, it's one of the most, it's, it's the original gift. It's the first gift a man ever got a woman. Dates back to Adam and Eve, I think. And Adam came home one day and said, hey, what can I do to make you happy? And he said, I'll tell you what you can do. You can go out there into the woods and you can find me the most fragile, innocent thick thing that grows out of the earth. And you can rip its head off and bring it back to me so that I can watch it slowly die on my coffee table. That's, that's too much for you guys, all right. <laughs> For Christmas, she got me a pasta maker, which, which was great because, you know, pasta is so expensive these days. Oh, man. I said, for my birthday, I want, it, I want a ramen maker. She also got me noise-canceling headphones, which work on everything except two women who haven't talked to each other in two weeks. That particular noise, they do not... Awesome. I'm glad this is going so well. <laughs> I love her. I should have mentioned that before I bashed on her that I love her very much. So it doesn't matter. We're going to be together forever. Right? Are you married? Yeah. Yeah? How long have you guys been together? <laughs> <laughs> Are you even allowed to do that anymore with that ass? Practically sneezing. <laughs> We've been together for 11 years, Joe. Crazy, right? Don't do that. Shut up. It's nothing. I know, good. They're not into me. They think I'm going to teach them how to build a kayak or something. They didn't think I was going to do comedy. They're like, oh my god, hacky sack lessons? <laughs> Yeah, man. <laughs> if you love a woman, you should tell it. By the way, you know this, because you've probably been married for a couple of... <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, guys, a lot of guys are like, should I tell her I love her? If you love her, tell her you love her, man. Women can't wait to hear that you love them. They want to hear that. They deserve it if you feel it. But just so you know, once you tell a woman you love her, you got to keep saying it because they forget. <laughs> they forget right after you say it. It's the only thing they forget, by the way. They, they seem to remember every other detail of the relationship. But uh, it's, can't seem to remember that you love them, man. I told my lady I love shrimp one time. I remember when we first started going out, I told her I love shrimp, never brought it up again. She never woke me up in the middle of the night. Hey, do you love shrimp? <laughs> what? What are you talking about? What time is it? Never mind the time. Just answer the question. Do you still love shrimp? <laughs> of course I love shrimp. But I told you when I met you I love shrimp. What the hell's wrong with you? Well, it's just that lately it doesn't feel like you love shrimp. I don't... <laughs> feel like I love shrimp. I always love shrimp. I love shrimp till the day I die. Well, it'd be nice to hear it more often. 
In fact, maybe every once in a while you could tell me why you love shrimp. You know? <laughs> maybe you could express the intricate details of your love for shrimp. I don't know. You don't know anything about shrimp, do you? I mean, what's to know? It's a decapod crustacean. <laughs> But we're trying to figure it out, you know, we're trying to get along. We go to couples therapy every week because she needs therapy and she won't go alone. So I drive her there and sit right next to her and help her get the help she needs. And she's nuts. Right, buddy? You guys, getting, you guys getting ready to go somewhere? Do you live here? You like it? A lot, of a lot of places to hit your head, but it's very hard. Very, everything's made of granite. <laughs> My prison. It looks like prison in here. <laughs> Sorry, man. No offense. No offense, but you're, it looks like prison. No offense, though, guys. No. Don't take any offense to what I'm saying. What's that? Not take it. Good. Do you have like a like a jumpsuit that you wear around? Do you all have the same jumpsuit? Were you all given the same uniform to wear with you? What's the difference between here and prison, to be honestly? Less rape. Less rape? Ooh. go to prison. You'd be surprised how little rape there is. I think that's just to scare people out of prison, but I don't want anyone in the room to know that I'm drinking beer. So I conceal it under a spotlight. You know what's weird about marriage is that you get married and, and, and you get a ring. You get, that's how they determine, that's how you s determine that it's a bond forever, is this ring. But the truth is you don't need to go through any, you don't need to pass a test to get a ring. You just, how hard is it to wear a fucking ring, right? It doesn't even weigh anything. It's like, what's the commitment there? I got a ring. Anyone can get a ring. Yeah. I can go get a ring right now. You want a real symbol of commitment? You want to prove to your woman that you love her? Buy a tandem bicycle. That is... <laughs> you, ever try to, you ever try to argue on a tandem bicycle? You can't. It's too dangerous. It's a, it's a perfect symbol of perfect relationship. Pretty, su pretty sure a woman invented the tandem bicycle, Joe. Guy probably woke up one morning and looked at the sun rising and said, man, it's going to be a beautiful day today. We should take the bikes out for a ride. And the woman looked back and said, sure, let's just weld them together first. What do you, what do you think about welding the bikes, attaching them together before we get on them? Attaching them together, don't you think that'll make the bicycle a lot more dangerous? No, not if we listen to each other. We communicate effectively throughout the ride talk about where we're going and stop and reflect on where we've been throughout the ride. 
determine if this is the right path or if you want to pursue other paths. Well, this is going to be the worst bike ride ever. That's what this is going to be. This is still better than not doing comedy. Still better than doing Zoom. Still better than performing up in front of a bunch of people on a computer and just staring at them with their mouths agape and their bathrobes and just looking at the ceiling fan above them and thinking, oh, I wish that thing would fall on their head. No, no, this is better. I, this, I talk to my parents on Zoom every week. and Well, I talk to their foreheads, but they're... <laughs> They're old. My dad's 84. He'll be 84 this year. And uh, still going. Still trucking. Still driving, too. They haven't taken away his license. Do you know there's no law that says you can't drive as long as you can live? <laughs> the DMV hasn't figured out what, when to cap it. They haven't figured out when to stop people from driving. I think I figured out. I think it's when you start driving with your mouth open. I think that... <laughs> I think that might be a good time to park the Buick, perhaps. But they don't know what to do, so they make them take they make them take an eye test. That's all they can do is make them take an eye test to determine if he can drive. Fine, make them, make old people take an eye test to see if they can drive. But I'm telling you, if they nail it with their mouth open, that shouldn't count. That's all I'm saying. Ah? That now? That's an owl, for sure. That's, a, that's an R. No, you're done. I can't. I'm sorry. I'm going to stop you right there. And uh, I'm going to show you the bus schedule. But uh, what, this, uh, what this pandemic has taught me is that, uh, oh, man. Things, uh, it's, it's weird. We're pathetic. That's really it. We're pretty pathetic that this is, uh, we complain about this pandemic. This is our pandemic. The first pandemic was the, was the Black Plague. I don't know if you did your research, but uh, that was the first pandemic. They even had masks, the whole thing. They had a protocol just like now. Um, cities just closed. Nobody who was, no migrants allowed, just like today. Same shit, but uh, far less support from the government and uh, what we complain about the support, which is, you know, it was different, but listening to the complaints, it's hard to believe. Like, my kids, too, he doesn't even know what's going on. He has no idea there's a pandemic. He just sees, you know, he doesn't have to wear a mask or anything. But one day he's going to be like, you know, 15. And he's going to look to me and he's going, hey, Dad, I'm doing like a book report on this thing that happened 13 years ago, this pandemic. Tell me about it. Tell me about this horrible tragedy, this hardships that you guys had to go through. And I'm going to have to sit down with him and go, I'll tell you about the fucking hardships we had. Get this. We were in a hotel and they wouldn't let us use the microwave in the lobby. <laughs> <laughs> These fucking guys. No refills. No Coke refills. 
at the Sbarro. <laughs> Brutal, man. Brutal what we endured. Good, there's a helicopter over top. Let's me know I'm, I'm in Hollywood making it big. <laughs> But he's a, uh, me too, what's he, he's, he's just kind of, he's not really doing anything, so it's just like, you know, being a dad of a two-year-old is just like keeping them alive. It's not really, you're not really, I'm not really raising him right now, I'm just not, I'm just preventing him from dying. <laughs> I can't even say I'm a dad yet. I haven't even, I can't even say something like, hey, don't eat rocks because he doesn't even understand me. I didn't know I'd have to teach him shit like, hey, don't lick the slide. Or like, point your toes when I'm putting pants on you. I didn't know, I thought you would just know that shit. Of course point your toes. But, no, he's a, uh, it's weird, man. It's weird raising like a, t a two. That's a, a I wish I was him, man. So beautiful. I'm fucking, I hurt all day. I'm in pain. You guys, you're in pain. You look like you have pain. <laughs> Are your beds concrete here? <laughs> you guys have like a toilet with no seat on it? <laughs> Where's the gym? Is the gym like super like prison-y? <laughs> Do they let you wear belts in this place? <laughs> I'm making fun of it because you guys are offended and I think that's great. <laughs> you ever notice how like you watch the helicopter circle over like whatever the crime is and then you'll see all the cops around the crime scene just disappear and go off to their next job. But the helicopter will just be like, let me just do 14 hours more of circling just around this spot. Just to, let's just burn some fuel. LA. Right? Here's the thing about eggs that bothers me. It's like, you know, it's COVID, you know, and, and I, I used to buy the free range eggs, but, you know, now it's COVID and I'm unemployed. I'm like, hey, eggs, look. We all gotta buckle down here, so get back in the cage. It's three bucks for, for caged eggs, and then it's four bucks for caged free, and then it's five bucks for free range. And then I found this, for six bucks, I can get eggs that get to go in the house and just <laughs> they're on the farmer's bed. <laughs> and they just, uh, they, they're just like in the kitchen, the fucking farmer's got them in the garage. In-home eggs are delicious. No mic stand, Jonesy? Alright, let me end on this. <clears throat> Gays, just kidding. I've smoked, I've smoked a lot more weed since I've been on this, on this drug. I got, I got the virus. Did you know I got 
I got sick and uh, I didn't test positive, like I didn't go get tested, but as soon as uh, they announced that there was this virus and they locked down the city, I noticed that uh, my, my wife had a lot of chores to do and we just rearranged the whole living room and I found myself on the floor uh, with my back out for like five days, so I definitely must have got something. <laughs> the virus. It just affects different people in different ways. You know how they say that? Like some people get, like, they can't taste and other people can't move because apparently the fucking couch needed to be on the other side of the room the whole time. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna grow old with her. I'm not giving up, man. I'm gonna get old and I'm gonna, can't wait to get old, man. Just like, you know, I just wake up and all I have to do is feed the ducks. Wouldn't that be nice? But how old do you have to be before you just, how old do you have to be before you can start hanging your plates on your walls? I just noticed I, my parents have plates all over their walls. How do you, how does that happen? Are you just, you just in the kitchen doing the dishes after a big spaghetti marinara? And you're about to wash it and you're like, hang on a second, what do you think about this up, up beside the grandkids? What are you thinking? Old people are the best, man. I love old people. I hang out. I try to, I try to respect the old people. You know, we've got to take care of them. You know, I don't know if you have old people in your life. Huh? Do you have old people in your life? Yeah. Good. <laughs> if you have old people in your life and you're neglecting them, yeah. don't. Because the new old people coming are going to be the worst old people we've ever had. <laughs> oh, the next generation of old people are going to be the shittiest old people. The old people we have now still have an amazing story, so, you know, sit down with them and listen. You ever sit down with an old person and look at their photo album? Every photo, they have a, a, an amazing story, and just point and go, what's it? Hey, Grandma, what's this photo of? And she'll go, oh, I remember this. Here is a picture of your great-grandfather standing next to Charles Lindbergh. That was the day he flew across the Atlantic. The First ever transatlantic flight in history. Oh, shit, that's amazing. You got a photo of that? What? Can you imagine listening to photos, stories of old people, like 50 years from now, how different that experience is gonna be? Just sitting there on the couch with your stupid old grandma. Hey grandma, what's this? I see this photo, what's this? photo of, oh, I remember this. Here, look, here's a picture of the breakfast I once had. <laughs> what, what a breakfast I ate that day. Look, look at the eggs. Family raised. Three strips of bacon. What a, what a delicious breakfast and Here's a picture of the wing of a plane. <laughs> to teach the uh, Los Angeles Police Department about timing.
Here's a picture of me staring at myself in the bathroom mirror. Just staring blankly into the mirror. And you can see the camera in the photo. Just the phone pointing right at the mirror, letting you know I had nobody to take a picture of me. I was, I was all alone in the bathroom. Well, I gotta get out of here. I know you guys gotta get back to yourselves. I mean, homes and enjoy yourselves. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm sure you love your homes. Keep it going for Jonesy, ladies and gentlemen, putting this together. Thank you, guys. Thanks for letting me drive all the way from Ventura to perform for you.